Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Don't. I'll just leave. The, yeah, please. Actually, I'll leave because I'm in your apartment. Yeah, I told you to get the fuck out like five times. <laughs> That's just kidding. That's it's cold just outside. Cold. I, creepies and freakies. We're gonna redo that. <laughs> if we fucking left that in. <laughs> He's like, Cooper's up for good. Two minutes later. <laughs> God. Sorry in advance for this episode. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. What is that thing? <laughs> hey, spooky creeps and freaks. Spooky creepies and freakies. Drink the lap. Yeah, this is going to be a disaster. Anyway, mm-hmm. welcome back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. We are usually a weekly true crime podcast, but as you will find today, we like to do some spooky, spooky, weird shit sometimes too. Some lore shit with a lot of comedy. A lot of comedy. Yeah. Some episodes though are, are not as funny, but usually scoops and lore, like you can get your giggles out, so. Well, I mean, we do, so. Yeah, because we're fucking idiots, so. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to start out with a particular gold mine, I think Spooky Sleepy Slaughterhouse, that's the one. Oh, which was that was in lore eight, I think. Straight up giggle fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Giggle fresh. <laughs> giggle fresh. Giggle fresh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that one was great. Yep, it sure was. I think our favorite to date. Um, yep. So, yeah, this is Scoops and Lore, so we're not going to do our normal shit. We're not going to do weekly fuckery, and we're just going to jump right in. And Courtney goes first on Scoops and Lore. So, I always go first. That was my job. Get bitch. Get bitch. Get bitch. So, uh, for today, I am bringing you the Night Hag or the Old Hag. Okay, okay. Yes. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I've heard. A you probably bit about have, this. Yeah. and I'll tell you, and you'll know why in a second as to why you've probably heard it. Yeah, and also Courtney and I have made this like unofficial game. We haven't even made it a game, but we're just always trying to see like if the creatures in our brain will figure out if we've heard this before. Yes. If you're new to this, my creature in my brain is Clinton. He has a little filing cabinet, and he just ferociously digs through his filing cabinet, and then Courtney has Spider Man, and he goes. Plink. Yes, and he's like webbing that shit trying yeah. to like find it. Yeah. And that is apropos for the chaos in Courtney's brain. He's just constantly swinging around on that shit. (laughs) Yeah, there's no order to it at all. And Clinton is in a constant state of anxiety. (laughs) But in a constant state of organized anxiety. Exactly. He's like, I'm so organized, but I feel like I need to be more organized. Yeah, so... In These case are our you're brains. Near, that's what that is. And we always so, mess with the other one to see if they've ever heard of it. Yeah, so it's like we didn't even mean to do that, but if you think that we're just 
annoying asshats that are just constantly like, oh my god, I have heard of this. It's a game. Yeah, so. Want to play a game? <laughs> Jigsaw. Love him. No. No, Jigsaw, no. <sighs> I love, go Jigsaw, go Jigsaw, go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I'm going to do the night hag or the old hag, and I'm going to start with a quote. You said that so fast. Did I? Yeah. I'm going to do the old hag, and I'm going to start with a quote. Fuck. Courtney also chugged an entire <laughs> Buzz Light hard soda in our last episode. This is the second one we're recording. And she's sleepy, so. I'm exhausted, guys. Yeah. I had a really rough night with my dog. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Not laughing at the Dobby, just no. you, your state. It's always, you know, it is what it is. Dog yep. mom life. Okay, so my quote is, the word nightmare is derived from the old English mare a mystical demon or goblin who torments others with frightening dreams oh okay this is starting out fun <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> you do it way better than i do that's the only mickey mouse thing i can do <laughs> oh boy i can do goofy and that's about it oh, yuck. Oh, yuck. yeah i can't do goofy at all <laughs> i love goofy <laughs> okay so the old hag she's also known as the night hag She's is described and she's a night hag okay. yep yep i just love the word hag i mean i call people hags all the time because i'm an asshole <laughs> I, do, I actually do it a lot too <laughs> like you fucking hag <laughs> anyway um she's described as a wrinkled and withered old woman who's Jeez. very witch-like uh she's very long hair and she's very drawn expressions so she's gross She's like, she's like uh, old hag witch from Sleeping Beauty, or not Sleeping Beauty, but Snow White. Yeah. That's kind of what I think of in my head. Yep. Hopefully your eyes aren't as bugged out as that bitch is. Yes, it is, because she's a hag. That comes, that's synonymous with haggatry? It is. It is. I just made up that word. So says Courtney's mental state. (laughs) Oh, God. So the story goes that just as you fall asleep, she creeps in. She crawls from the foot of your bed Ew. to perch on your chest nope. and makes it impossible for you to move, breathe, and generally scares you senseless. Okay, so she's like the OG sleep paralysis. That's what I'm getting demon. into. It's not surprising that people who experience sleep paralysis yeah. a long time ago came up with their own ex- uh, explanations as for how these such awful experiences happen and an old hag sitting sitting on your chest you know makes a lot of sense with like an evil spirit of sorts yeah it's a big fuck no yeah absolutely and in fact in newfoundland which i love that name i just it's so cool newfoundland i feel like we have to say newfoundland newfoundland because americans get a bad rap for saying newfoundland i know and it's just because we know it's literally three words i'm newfoundland slang facts and I'm one of them. I said we. Yes. I mean that as all Americans. Well, I was definitely throwing myself under the bus. Yep. I was like, whoof, there's a bus. <laughs> Roll over I'm it. under it. <laughs> Me. <laughs> How did I say? Stupid. Stupid. Okay. Anyway. In their culture, it plays a really big role in like folk tales. Yeah. A lot of European countries especially. Big Big thing over there. Yeah. I thought um, you were... Hmm, God. What? I thought you were going to say big titties. <laughs> 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 big titties on the face. <laughs> it was just like your hand gestures. <laughs> big titties. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done <laughs> It's like they have big titties over there. <laughs> You're oh my god, it sounds like a banshee. <laughs> okay, okay. We're off to such a great start. What a great start. It's always me. So. <laughs> You are the one who thought I was going to say big titties over there. I don't even know why. And I couldn't, like, not say it. I was going to just let it go. But I was like, oh, I'm say it. Oh, my jaw hurts from laughing. 
big titties over there. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> can't even say it now. <laughs> because I think you're going to say big titties. <laughs> oh, no. Big titties. Titties. <laughs> Plays a big role in folktales. <laughs> Mythology. Them fairy tits. <laughs> them, <titties. laughs> them fairy tits. <laughs> them dragon tiggies. <laughs> them elf tatas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Those are not big titties. <laughs> Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. I'm just gonna not look at you. Okay, okay. So in fact, in Newfoundland, culture plays a large role in folktales and mythology. Not today's. <laughs> Go, keep going. And many of the province's early settlers come from England, Ireland, and Scotland, where witches certainly have an influence. Witches again. I, I know. I'm all about witches, bro. I, I just... Ugh. I'm pretty sure I'm descended from one. You know, I just wasn't... My witch wasn't burned at the stake, clearly. Oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah. That's how I feel about that. Yep. Because you... Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Woohoo. Witchy, witchy. <laughs> Until the early 20th century, hag riding <laughs> and... Hagging? <laughs> How does one hag? That's what I'm telling you. Get his bitches, it's we're going hagging. Hag riding. <laughs> hag riding and hagging were common explanations for sleep paralysis in certain parts of western oh, and boy. southern England. Like, how'd you sleep last night? Oh, I got hagged. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what they said. Oh, boy. In fact, in Somerset and Dorset, uh, assault cases were brought before the courts against suspected witches thought to be behind this sort of witchcraft. As people emerged um, or immigrated over to Newfoundland, these sorts of beliefs came along as well. Okay, I have a question. I have an answer. Why the fuck do they think it was witchcraft if someone's just going and sitting on someone's chest so they can't move? Because if you think about it, like, have you ever had a sleep paralysis? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Thankfully, not that. Like, I'm able to I'm get gonna, I'm going to tell it. you my stories because I've terrifying. had some actual full-blown yeah. sleep paralysis. But it's because when you're in sleep paralysis, like, your brain is conscious to the point that it knows something's going right. on. But most of the time, it's playing a delusion on you. Yeah. So... With them thinking that we're so just sitting like on them, projection. they're seeing a delusion. They think that gotcha. that's what's happening. Gotcha. Kind of funky. <clears throat> so they're like, you're apparating yourself through the port key. Exactly. <laughs> onto this person's chest. Absolutely. But you're not actually there. You're witching. You're, you know, you're hagging yourself there. You are hagging okay. yourself. Yes. Okay. I loved how you said that. Manuscripts... From as early as 1896 in Newfoundland, people share stories of the old hag and what might have been done to her to keep her at bay. Okay. And I quote, a man told me he had been ridden to death oh by boy. an old hag. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm not <laughs> Sorry. I'm not making fun of it. That's what she said. Yeah, I'm not oh. laughing at his... No, Demise. but the I'm way just, he said it is just so would funny. Why word it like that? I have no idea. <laughs> so he said, a man told me he had been ridden to death by an old hag. And Wait, hold on. The man who died? Not yet. But he said he had been ridden to death. He was telling this guy about he how he was ridden to death yes. by an old hag. This is what he, this is what he saw in this like illusion. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I that, thought you were saying, like, the dude is telling that. I'm like, well, you said he's dead. Dead, right. I know, okay. I thought the same thing. But okay. no, it's his illusion. And he said, until a knowledgeable old man advised him to drive nails through a shingle and lash it to his breast when he went to bed. 
I have no idea why they thought that this was the way to fix it, but... Yeah, because if it's a witch and she's not actually there, it's not going to do anything. Sassy. (laughs) So, then in 1978, a small paper... This was in the 70s? Later in 1978, yeah. This is far too recent. Dude, I started in... <clears throat> Let's see, what years did I start in? Like 18 something. Okay, that's 1896 I I is when I started. Okay, I thought or, you had said like the 1800s. Yes. I'm like, but we fast forwarded to 1978. Like, okay. this has been a phenomenon. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So, in 1978, a small paper looked at the psychology and psych. and phys. wait. Psychology and physical. No. Oh, okay. Psychology and physical experiences interpreted in Newfoundland. <clears throat> As an old hag attack to those of sleep paralysis. Okay. So data from 69 adults revealed no psychological or physical illness differences between the people who believed that they had been visited by the old hag and those who had not. Still, however, the legend obviously persists. Even today, people in Newfoundland... People in Newfoundland are likely to describe sleep paralysis as being hagged. (laughs) Okay. This is where I told you it comes in. You're hacked. And they still say it, which is so funny. Like That means that lore runs deep. Lore runs super deep. Yep. And you and I are 12-year-old little boys. Yes. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> <laughs> Across cultures, the strange sensation of sleep paralysis has evoked some vivid descriptions. Yeah. In 1664, a Dutch physician published a case history of a woman with sleep paralysis, quoting, the devil lay upon her and held her down. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes, dude. And we're not laughing at sleep paralysis no. either, because that shit is terrible. No, and I'm going to tell you my Just, stories. Yeah, They're whack. The unfortunate <laughs> choice of choice terminology. Of <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go a little bit into sleep paralysis, and then I'm going to tell you my own experiences okay. on this. Okay, yeah. Oof. In Japan, sleep paralysis is called kanashibari, I think is how you say okay. it. I tried to listen to it. I don't speak the language, yeah. unfortunately. Japanese is a tough language. It is very hard. And yeah. I listen to it daily because I watch anime. Yeah. So <laughs> we got a problem. The term is actually rooted from Buddhism. Okay. Long ago, it was believed that Buddhist monks could use magic to paralyze themselves. Interesting. Which I did not I know. I didn't know that, like... <clears throat> People ever thought, like, magic went to, like, hand-in-hand with Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And they, I'm assuming they would do some sort of chant or paralysis or, like, uh, meditation to put themselves Yeah, because that's more what I, like, I thought it was just all rooted in meditation. I didn't know that they thought that any, like, magic or, like, possible supernatural things went into it. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm going to describe a little bit of what people say sleep paralysis is. Mm -hmm. So you're waking up falling asleep, suddenly you're unable to move, your body becomes paralyzed as if an unseen weight is upon you. Mm -hmm. You may be unable to move your arms, your legs, your body, your head. You can breathe, you can think, but you're unable to speak. Right. The paralysis may last for only seconds or a few (laughs) minutes, and then it disappears and you're able to move again. Right. This is what describes a typical episode of sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. what describes a typical episode of sleep paralysis, and it's common, or it's a common sleep disorder that is classified as parasomnia. I did not know that it had a somnia name. Yeah, I didn't either. But it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it is you're not able to like sleep or like fall back sleep to get out of it or something so that makes Mm. sense and you can't break yourself out of it either it's kind of weird these episodes can actually make you feel intense anxiety and i will Uh, attest to this yeah and like i said i will tell you my story in a minute sleep paralysis occurs when the line between sleep and wakefulness is blurred so normally your brain paralyzes and i put that in quotes Mm -hmm. paralyzes many of your muscles during the stage of rapid eye movement sleep so rem yeah a lot of people know that doesn't know that don't know what that means i can't speak today Mm -hmm. this paralysis is called atonia okay you may experience sleep paralysis if atonia lingers as you wake up from the rem sleep 
And it also may occur if you're transitioned quickly from, say, wakefulness to the REM sleep. Right. Yeah, so it's almost like you're, like, stuck in, like, a purgatory between REM and non-REM mm-hmm. sleep. Exactly. It's like your brain goes too quick, but your body can't catch up. Yeah, and your body is, like, just chilling. Yeah. Ugh. Sleep paralysis may occur together with hallucinations, and you may imagine that you see or hear something, and you may even think that someone else or something is in the room with you. Now, remember that key, because mm-hmm. I'm going to... Exp- That's been, like, every sleep paralysis story that I've heard from other people mm-hmm. is, like, mm-hmm. someone else being in the room. Yes, and I Fuck I no. will attest to this. Fuck no. Sleep deprivation may actually trigger an episode of sleep paralysis, which I would not doubt that at all. It absolutely makes sense. Other related factors may include stress and sleep-related leg cramps. What? Yes. I hate that. And it's creepy to think of. Sleep paralysis tends to be only, like, a mild problem for most people, and there's no medical complications from it, but it can also be one symptom of narcolepsy. Also makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is an interesting study case. It's a very short little thing about it. But back in 1999, three researchers narrowed down the kind of hallucinations people in sleep paralysis actually are induced in. Mm -hmm. They put it into three categories or experiences. The first one, intruder hallucinations, which is the most commonly associated with sleep paralysis. Right. These involve sensing the presence of an often supernatural entity. Mm-hmm. Second, incubus hallucinations. Ew. These are accompanied are accompanied yeah accompanied by chest pressure, breathing problems, and general impressions of physical pain. Which and is so funny. Not succubus. Incubus, not succubus. Interesting. And that's what I thought too. I was like, wow, wow. that's weird. Okay, huh. but I'm here for it. Let's that's learn. Crazy. Third, which is creepy as shit to me, and I'm glad I've never done it, out-of-body experience. Yes! It's like people astral project, and they can see their body. I've heard people say, like, they have a sleep paralysis attack, they're astral projecting, and then they see, like, something hovering over them, like, demon, angel of death, whatever, and they can't do anything about it. That fucking terrifies me. Yeah. So, out-of-body experience, this involves the sense of flying, or the person may observe one's a third part, oneself as a third party. Right. Like you said, they yeah. see other things. <sighs> Often, through these hallucinations, though, they seem to occur in a combination of all three in most people. Oh, my gosh. That's, ugh, that's so terrifying. That is so much. It's absolutely terrifying. So, I've actually had two episodes of sleep paralysis. Ew. And it's kind of weird because they both happen pretty closely within months of each other. Mm-hmm. The first one is when I was with my ex. I was in his room and he was gone. Yeah. And it was like at four o'clock in the morning and I, my brain woke up, but I realized my body was not moving. Right. And I thought that somebody had come into his room because he was in the barracks at the time, which by the way is a no-no in case anyone's wondering. Um, and... In order to get into those barracks, you had to have a, a, co- a key, like right. an actual physical like hotel key to mm-hmm. get in. So unless you have that, you can't get in. Right. So the fact that somebody had come in through the first one and then buzzed into his actual room right. was terrifying. But I swear, I saw the door open. Right. So the light came into the room because the room was dark. Saw the door open and I couldn't, I couldn't move. I just had to oh like lay there as this person supposedly comes into this mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he, I assume it's a he, I don't know what it was. Right. Came in, looked at, like stood over me. Right. Walked around the room. And I just remember thinking like, I have to be flat to the bed because he's going to kill me. Like right. I have to be flat to the bed. Dude, that was an entity. It was absolutely terrifying. Oh my god. Nope. Then proceeds to leave, to which I finally could breathe and move again. Oh. But then when I fell back asleep, I was, like, in such a deep sleep that he couldn't wake me up when he got in. See, and that's crazy. It's like... You, and I've heard so many people say that they lucid dream, like they either lucid dream and it piggybacks into the sleep paralysis or off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like their brain is just in this hyper-realist 
mode of sleep. It's wild. Oh, that's terrifying. Your brain is a terrifying thing. It is, terrifying. it is a terrifying thing. Your nervous system oh, in general I hate is it. frightening. <laughs> Just think of it this way. Like I had somebody post on uh, Instagram for Halloween. They mm-hmm. like had the whole entire nervous system detached from the body and they were like it's literally like another person inside your body because if you look at it yeah. it looks like your body yeah that's weird Ew, it gives me the heebie-jeebies but that was my first one my second one happened about two months later i had just moved into an apartment with him right he had left for work yeah i was in our room and i went into sleep paralysis swear i heard our front door open which is absolutely terrifying right Heard somebody coming into our house, walking around, doing their thing, messing with shit, to which then they, and this is going to sound weird, crawled into our bedroom. They hacked you? Mm-hmm. Literally <laughs> hacked Sorry, me. I'm not making light. No, it was situation. terrifying. I'm just trying to cope internally because no, you're fine. stressing me out. <laughs> and I, it was the same thing. I remember trying to get my limbs to move and I could not get them to move and I had to just sit there as this thing just again stared at me and I thought I was going to die because I thought it was an intruder like breaking into my house and I couldn't move and then I snapped out of it and it was the most terrifying snap of my life like what did the thing look like it looked Okay, so this doesn't sound weird, but you know how, like, no people have that here. image of Slenderman, but, like, it's just yeah. a black shadow? No, I let it... Okay, that's why I asked. That is so fucking common with this, Courtney. I've heard so many stories of sleep paralysis where people will be, like, they'll see something crawl up the wall, mm-hmm. they're having sleep paralysis, it's on the fucking ceiling, mm-hmm. and they can't move. I'm, like, that was an entity, man. Like, dark energy around you. Ugh. It was probably the two most, ex- like terrifying experiences yeah. of my life because like i've heard people i've heard of like and i don't know how anyone like chalks up to this but i'm a spiritual person i know you're a spiritual person we you know believe in this stuff it's more like we're like i don't i don't disbelieve <laughs> but yeah it's like i'm not gonna fuck with it but i've heard of people having these instances and like they can't snap out of it and they end up like being possessed or, you know, having this dark energy just follow them for ages. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised, <sighs> to be honest with you, because it's... So glad that was your only two instances. I mean, I'm so yeah. sorry you had to go through that. I had a very fuck. minor one about a month ago, but it wasn't that intense, and it wasn't yeah. like somebody was in there. I just, I knew I was awake, but I couldn't move my limbs. Yeah, it probably was just a legit, just... It was only a couple body. minutes, yeah, like and I your knew it was. body couldn't catch up with your brain. It wasn't anything sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing sinister, yeah. nothing crazy. And That's about like, what Oof. mine was. It's like, I think the instance... I feel like I've had it happen, like, twice. And it's like, my brain snaps up, and I, I'm still, like, I'm awake, but I can't open my eyes either, which mm-hmm. is really weird. Yeah, I can... My eyes, like, won't open. Yeah. They're super heavy. Yeah, and it's like, I know I'm awake, and I keep going, wake up, wake up wake up but I'm not there and like my body won't move mm-hmm. like it's like I just keep telling myself like move over dumbass like wake up <laughs> and yeah. I just won't <laughs> and it won't do it yeah. and I guarantee you it's from sleep deprivation for both of us yeah absolutely <laughs> I would bet money it's terrifying dude the brain equally freaks me the fuck out and fascinates me all at the same time and the way that our brain and our nervous system work together like I sit there and I just like walk and I talk and I'm like how the fuck do I know how to do this? Well, not only that, but you do it subconsciously. You I don't even know walking, you're doing it. Walking especially. I'm like, why does my body just know to like fling these gross skin sacks with bones <laughs> so I can move forward? Not only that, but then like it's so weird too. Like, because we always talk about when you stand up, like we're in so much pain. Yeah. Like you have those pain receptors too yes. that are like, hey, guess what? You're in pain, but you can still move. You're fine. Yeah. It's going to suck, but you still can. But you can do it. Right. It's so it's weird. So weird. And sleep paralysis is something that you can definitely deep dive into. It is a very yeah. terrible... Ow. Speaking of which. Snap, crackle, pop over here. Dang it. It's a very terrifying thing in my opinion. I absolutely don't envy anyone who has had to go through it. It is. Nope. And if you haven't, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. And knock on some wood that nothing else does it. And I'm in the camp that I feel like so often sleep paralysis, if you are 
frequently experiencing it, that it is correlated with some kind of energy, some kind of entity, something. Oh, I would agree 100%. Yeah. I wish I had listened to my body at the mm-hmm. time because maybe I would not yeah, have had to do like, the, the shit I did. Both of those instances happened when you were with him. I'm like, bing, bing, bing. Hi, friends. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, it's free. And it also gives you the option to clip your episodes straight from the app or on the dashboard. So it makes it a really convenient one-stop shop. Anchor is also a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. And you also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed link. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. So try Anchor today for free now at anchor.fm. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anyway, that was terrifying, but very informative. I learned a lot of new things. I'm glad. Yeah, it's and now uh... I will never think of it as not being hagged. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? What, it is. Is, what is the one? Oh, what? Where it's the other word for it? Hagging. No. They said hagged or being hagged. Yeah, and then there was another one that was like a hashtag. It was like. I don't remember. It was like sit hag or hag sitting. Hag sitting? Oh, hag sitting, I think. <laughs> I feel like that would be a stupid trend on the internet that some person would think of doing. I'm putting that hashtag like in Like while someone sleeps. I'm putting hagging and hashtag hag sitting <laughs> in our Instagram. Do you? Okay. I don't want to see what would come up on that hashtag though. Because the people that actually still use that terminology probably got some terrifying shit. Probably. In that hashtag. Probably. So. What do you want? So, I am bringing you The Hauntings of Port Arthur, which is in Australia. G'day, mate. G'day. (laughs) Thunder from down under. (laughs) So, just some background to get into a little bit, because it is relevant. So, Port Arthur lies on what is now known as Tasmania. I just can never not think of the Tasmanian devil. I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) And Tasmania is a small island that was settled 15 years after Sydney was in 1803. So I didn't realize it had been established for that long. It was wild until then. It kind of still is, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the port, Port Arthur, originally started as a small timber station in 1830. So about 27 years after Tasmania was settled. And I didn't know who settled in Australia, because I'll, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it became a large-scale production really quickly. Like, it was kind of just a small port and had its, you know, small wood business there. But shipbuilding became a really large part of the work of the port later on. I mean, if it's a wood building. Yeah, exactly. I would assume. Yeah, and it became, you know, pretty fast-paced and lucrative. It was also designed to be a recourse for convicts to learn a useful trade. Oh, isn't that what New Zealand was for, too? I think so. Like convicts. I don't know if they were learning traits, but I think that's where they were all sent. Yeah. So, um, there's actually a website, portarthur.org, and I have a lot of really good information on the history of it, but it said, quote, over its long history, Port Arthur has been a place of hardship and punishment, a place of opportunity and a place of leisure. Now it is one of Australia's most important heritage destinations where the story of Australia's colonial colonial history is written in stone and brick, end quote. So this place is really, it's really weird to me. Like I picked this because it was a legitimate port that, you know, had people moving through, they were trading goods, all this stuff, but then it was like a jail at the same time. Very weird. That's very awkward. Yeah. And I don't know if like all of the convicts were necessarily housed there, but that's what it seems like. I mean, I would I assume so. I don't know how yeah. they would ship them in every day. That'd be right, weird. exactly. So it just seemed really wild. Okay. <laughs> the port itself, so like, you know, the actual used port was open for 47 years. Jeez. As a penal sell- settlement. So 47 years. It was like working these convicts. My brain is so blown. I, I know, it's so wrap my head around it right now. Yeah, and I guess I've just never come across anything... That was used like this in the States. Not that I know of. I mean, we all know, like, you know, prisons. Yeah, like prisons, they work their prisoners. But it's just like, 
they're teaching them trades and like they're like it's, it's almost like they're trying to make them business. good moral people of society when they're released yeah that's what i that's what i kind of hoped for is like it was meant to rehabilitation be like, yeah rehabilitation for them the same site says, quote, Many of the people who have passed through Port Arthur throughout its history have left a mark that lives on to this very day. People like 20-year-old Private Robert Young, whose devotion to duty led to a tragic end. End quote. It goes on to say that um, Private Young... He... Hold on. I think he gave, like, two separate names, and I, didn't, I mixed them up. Anyway. There's also a man named William Thompson who ended up being transported there for burglary, and he endured some horrific things while he was there. Like, they're not kind to these prisoners at all. And they had... Oh, and I answered my own question. Dumbass. It's been a long time since I read this. Mm. Like, this is like two weeks ago. It left my brain. There were underground cells of coal mines at this port, and there was like... Yeah, it was just terrible conditions, <laughs> and it was dark and really desolate down there, and they just did not treat them like humans. It was bad. It was really bad. It sounds deplorable. Yeah. But it's also, there's, like, convict servants, too, which was weird. Like, I don't know. The dynamic of some of this stuff was really strange, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, There was... You know, people that came through that were kind of just, like, petty criminals, that were ones that just kind of kept getting in and out of trouble. And a lot of them were, like, people that came from England and then had to be sent there. So, also weird. But then it also had, like, really beautiful gardens on the outside, too. So, like, this whole thing, it's just, like, it's an, like oxymoron. an oxymoron. Yeah. Yes. I'm just, <laughs> like, there's, like, no juxtaposition between these and it's confusing my brain. Yeah, it's really okay. weird. Okay. A lot of people, though, that were there for the non-savory, you know, reasons, described the port as hell on earth. Like, it was terrible for them. And it ended up becoming, like, a self-sufficient prison in its own right. So, it's literally, like, there to (laughs) trade goods. And then they're like, oh, let's, like, make some convicts work. And then they're like, oh, let's make this a prison. We're still going to trade some stuff out of here. And people are still going to come through this port. It's fucking weird. I, wow, my mind is kind of blown. I know. I don't understand. Prisoners were forced to work in chain gangs. Like, old school chain gangs. Yikes. Terrible. And they produced things like furniture, veggies, and clothes. So, like, things that were actually, like, legitimately being used and going out into the world. And, like I said, that's not uncommon, but it's like, they were producing... You're so flappy today. That was a big flap. Gosh. But they're producing things more than just, like, textiles, you know? Like, they're doing a lot of work. That's wild. Yeah. Citizen estimates of the area say that one in every four Tasmanians, and Tasmania, Tasmania accounts for about 500,000 of Australia's 19 million person okay. population, just to give insight. So they, it estimates that one in every four Tasmanians descended from the 12,000 people who passed through Port Arthur between 1830 and 1877. That's a lot of people. Jesus. In a time where there's no... Modern machinery. <laughs> so they're getting there the old-fashioned way, you know? And people passing through were convicts from England, like I said. So, and I like how they say passing through. Like, how did they get there? They're just like, how oh, I'm a convict. And they're like, oh, what a dink! You're just passing through our terrible prison. Howdy, partner. Bullshit. There's a historian named Robert Hughes who's a native of Australia, and he calls the ruins of the colony their Parthenon. Which I'm like, that's really bleak. <laughs> but, Yikes. okay, like, if that's your Parthenon, I feel like you guys have more to live up to. But A little bit. But he said, though, it's, you know, a, a reminder of the past mm-hmm. of this and what it was. So, but it's a it, big part of their society. The port itself finally closed in 1877, and a lot of the buildings were demolished. Um, there were structures that remained, but people vandalized them, tried to burn them down. You know, the whole shimming. Mm-hmm. Chip bags. Many people traveled to the port from across Australia, though, and it kind of became, like, a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I just don't get the fascination. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. I know. It's, it's not so weird. It's, like, the level of fascination with it, too. Like, I can get it for, like, 
it being, because, you know, it being such a busy port at that time, that's a big deal, you yeah, know? absolutely. That was a big form of income for really a financially non-stable area, so that was a big deal, but it's like, people were just as equally incensed with, like, the prison part of it. It just makes me uncomfy. Fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, though, they ended up putting gates up. And they put an entry fee on it in 1987. So they're like, let's lean in, man. (laughs) Dang. Locals were initially pretty damn upset, though, about it becoming a tourist site. Don't blame them. But it brought in a lot of revenue. And like I said, Tasmania was really impoverished. It still is for all intents and purposes. But they said over 200,000 people a year go through the port. Still. And it's like, it doesn't even do anything. They're just going to see it. Weird. It's really, really weird. I don't know. Okay. So, sadly enough, it's reported that over a thousand people died there. And like I said, it was not open for very long. That's a lot of people Mm -hmm. in less than a century. Yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. (laughs) But a lot of people think that not all of the souls that died left the settlement. And that's a common thing, you know, with spirits. It's like, if you, again, if you believe in all that, which we lean on the side that we do, but when people experience something like that, it's like their soul's tied to that. They're a residual mm-hmm. energy. So, not surprising. I'm going to be tied to Universal Studios. <laughs> You're just going to be riding out of Harry Potter rides. All of them. I'll and you'll the shit out of people. <laughs> Locals to Tasmania are firm believers that it is haunted. I yes. don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they've got lots of experiences. Yeah. Sadly, though, the port had a gunman open fire on the site in 1996 when a bunch of tourists was there, and he killed 35 people. Oh, I did not know that. His name was Martin Bryant, and he's a piece of shit. And this is the worst mass shooting in modern Australian history. That also made me sad because I'm like, that's like nothing compared to America, but... Unfortunately, (sighs) it's not good either way. Right. Many people have visited the site, and they report all kinds of paranormal activity. All kinds. And the legend behind it just kind of heightens it, you know? So it could be that people are, like, getting a placebo effect. Like, they know Maybe what I'm happened. I'm here for there. it. Yeah. The ghost stories of Port Arthur go all the way back to 1870. So I think it said it closed in 1877, if I remember right. So that's not long <laughs> before it closed. People have reported seeing ghosts from five to six centuries ago. Old ghosts. Holy shit, man. They're just on repeat, bro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Some people will capture them on film while not having seen them in person. So it's like, you're going to take a picture. No one's there. Develop that shit. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? You got instant development now. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was like in the 90s. Fair enough. As of 1989, ghost tours started being offered. So again, they're just leaning in. (laughs) And this really, like, the staff that worked there, because they did have to make it a tourist attraction, so people had to work there. And they originally kind of started it just as a form of entertainment for themselves. I mean, if it works. Yeah. But today, there's a 90-minute long ghost tour, and you can reserve it. Like, you have to reserve the times, and it's all done by lantern. So it's like you're holding lanterns as you're walking through it. And as of by 1996, 60,000 visitors a year were reported to take the tourists. That's a lot of mm-hmm. revenue for mm-hmm. that for that town, that country. Mm-hmm. You can't pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tour guide will take visitors through the buildings and the ruins. Mm-hmm. So, like, the ruins are still there, the buildings that mm-hmm. once were. <laughs> and they go throughout Port Arthur and they tell many stories that have made the spot famous. <laughs> Courtney's just shaking her head Mm-mm. ferociously. <laughs> that is asking for trouble. Uh-uh. <laughs> the tour will take guests through a church that was built by the former convicts. Again, what? That's not going to be a good place. Like, you're building a church on bad feelings. Not good. Ugh, that but is it, asking for it. Exactly. That is asking for demonic. Exactly. Yeah. Action. Yeah. As... So there's also a doctor's office there and a morgue that was hidden. Why would you hide a morgue? Because they don't want people to know how many prisoners are dying there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And that morgue is about 60 miles from Hobart, which is the capital of Tasmania. So I'm not sure how close it was in conjunction to the port of the ruins, but whatever. There are people <laughs> who will leave the tour after the first stop of it because they're so scared. They're like, nope, I'm out. 
<laughs> they will exit so fast. I wouldn't even be able to make it that far, I right. guarantee you. Right. I'll show you some Unless pictures Unless Zach Baggins wants to hold my hand. Oh, that's God. another story. Be like, let's go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd be like, Aaron, you go in there. Yeah. There's a demon there. Aaron, go investigate. Go, Aaron. By yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You get to do it. <laughs> Because uh, Zach's a puss, let's be honest. He just buys cursed items I mean, he to make is himself dating look. Holly Madison, so... Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I digress. The ghost tour, though, they've tried to make it more historic because the mass shooting that happened, they didn't want anyone to think that they were, you know, making that a part of it. Mm-hmm. So they've avoided um, the ruins of a cafe that was once there, which is kind of the main spot where the shooting took place. So they'll avoid that and they really just focus on you know the old history of it many stories though of hauntings in the port revolve around ghost children that can be heard laughing it's my favorite no 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 (laughs) there's also a story of a construction worker being attacked by an unknown entity don't know what the fuck it was who the fuck it was nope yep (laughs) there are also reports of footsteps that echo and doors being slammed by unknown sources. It's just, you know, the trifecta of hauntings. No! Fuck me! <laughs> it's because I said echo. <laughs> See? Who was saying that? I think Kendra was saying, because... My heart. The wonderful gal from Crime Scenes and Cupcakes, I think she was talking to Kendra from Nocturnal Distractions oh, about yes. how her, her echo is possessed. I was like, mine is too! Keeps doing that when we record. Hate it. Bitch. It's bad. Yeah. You gotta change your name. Yeah. (laughs) Surprisingly, though, most of the stories that are reportedly told on the tours don't revolve around the convicts that were there, which is really strange, but rather about the settlers that died in the wilderness of Tasmania. So it's like they couldn't hang with the conditions out there and passed away. (laughs) And for some reason, they just attached to the port. Which is crazy. So this is giving people a lot of mixed feelings, the locals mm-hmm. particularly. They feel like the more important stories are being left unheard. I would agree. The stories of the convicts. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. So yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Mm. <laughs> it's creepy spooky. Spooky Mm-mm. spook spook. No, that's asking for I'll it. I'll show you pictures of it real quick. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still want to go to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum, but nobody will go with me. Um, I would, but I am quite certain something would attach itself to me. So that's what everybody says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of the ruins. What? And it really—it does look like it was just built forever ago, and that's like from far away. But it, was it just like looks like a prison. Little, yeah, it's like this whole little colony. It just looks all, like a prison, yeah. like continual prison yards. Right. But it's like all decimated and weird, creepy, spooky Ooh. shit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. Yeah, can you imagine that at night? No, thank you. Oh, absolutely no. not. No, no. 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 And by lantern? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-mm. No. That, that's like... What if you're holding like a, a candle lit lantern and then something blows out your lantern light? Nope. Not today, Satan. Not today. Queenie's <laughs> face. You're such a puss with the haunted stuff. It's so funny. That's because that shit's like, real. I horror movies. I do. I love horror movies, but and they're not she's real. Like, Ghosts shiver me timbers. <laughs> shiver me timbers. Anyway. Anyway. I feel like that was like a mess of a scoops and lore. We'll see how that comes together. <laughs> it's me, Maya. <laughs> oh my god. Courtney is like tired. I'm so tired. She's a little, a little. Little buzz, just a little a bit. Buzz, just a tiny bit. I think that's just riding on your tiredness. It is. Though. It's yeah. just riding on it, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm ready to like get in my car and. I know. I need to like eat dinner. I only had like one meal today. I... It's nine thirty-six, so that's. Oh, cute. I ate for the first time at uh, four o'clock today. Yeah, I had like toast. That I ate Chick Fil A. And the like, day before, I hadn't eaten at all. And the day before that, I had one meal because I just haven't been able to focus on anything yeah. except for my dog. I get it. But that's what we have. Crisscross applesauce, motherfucker. That's very random. 
Crisscross applesauce, motherfuckers. Yep. <laughs> Yippee ki Motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, that's what we have for Scoops and Lore today. Bro, that was, like, creepy as hell, and, like, I do agree we need to talk about the, uh, uh, convicts. Convicts, thank yep. you. Absolutely. I agree. They have stories, too. They do. And their stories were very important, and they lived in terrible conditions in there, and... I mean, I guess it depends on what they're convicts for, too. Like... As far as I saw, it was nothing major. Like, every instance I saw, it was just, like, theft and just, like, some stupid shit. Oh, man. And they were being transported to Tasmania as English <laughs> immigrants. I just don't understand. I'm confused. <sighs> yeah. Not my circus. I don't know. Okay. Well, that was a fascinating, and I feel bad for them. Yep. And I'm spooked out with your ghost stories. Yep. So, don't get hagged. <laughs> and don't don't have large tits don't turn ports into fucking prison settlements you sick fucks yeah that's just yeah. weird weird i don't even know how to like comprehend i know what it you was told so me. weird like it was such a cluster fuck in my mind I'm like it was trying to be so many things and then it just like i said out. it's like they were trying to rehabilitate them but yet they Treated them so yeah, bad that like, they ended sure, up the, dying anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the thought behind it that I get that. Like trying to help them be product, productive members of society productive. when they get out. Productive. <laughs> but yeah, no. I don't, I know. don't know. It's weird. Anyway, let's wrap this fucking shit up. All right, up. let's wrap it up. Um, so all the places to find us is in our link tree in the show notes. Don't be scared. Click it. It's a link tree. It's fine. It's Everything's great. Fine. It's wonderful. Um, send us your spooky stories if you want us to tell any. Send us your case suggestions to in the Nick of Crime Podcast at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, you're too slow to titties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all of our social media stuff is also in our link tree in our show notes. Yes, it is. So with that, I'm going to say keep it creepy and stay freaky. But not that creepy and freaky, I guess. I feel like every time I do that, I feel like morbid. But it's true. Accurate. Whatever. Anyway, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye! Bye! (laughs) I was not ready for that. (laughs)